Let's do it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Almost Side Show. We are here talking about Barry, Season 1, Episode 3. I'm your host, Terry Plucknett. Joining me, Adam. Hey, what's going on? I'm good, doing well. I'm looking forward to surrendering to the soup and uh, enjoy talking about Barry C's episode three to you. Surrender to the soup. Surrender Surrender. to the soup. Let out, release the cat. (laughs) Oh, that's a great line. Yeah. So, again, I mean, if you're just noticing or if you're just getting into this, uh, watch the episode, then listen to us. This This is our first time. Well, Adam's first time, basically my first time. I watched it once a while ago, and I'm not really remembering much of the first season. Um, but watch the episode, then listen to our analysis, uh, and uh, we'll kind of take you step by step through each episode as you listen through. Hopefully, you've been enjoying the first two episodes, but now it's time to talk season one, episode three, and this episode is entitled "Make the Unsafe Choice." So, yes, let's talk about what uh, what episode three has. So here's our summary. Episode three starts with Barry working on killing Paco, the Bolivian he was told to kill at the end of episode two, right before he kills him. Hank calls and tells him to delay the kill while a bullet is waiting to be delivered to send a poetic message. Meanwhile, Sally's asked to audition for a TV show and the Chechens celebrate the arrival of the greatest Chechen assassin, Stovka. Uh, Barry abandons his stakeout post to attend acting class, where detectives Moss and Loach show up to question everyone, and Gene flirts with Moss. Stovka kills himself in front of Fuchs to escape his miserable life. Sally goes to our audition to discover that someone who played under her on past projects is now the lead. Barry finally gets word the bullet has been delivered, but decides it is more important to be with Sally than do a clean kill, so he breaks into Paco's house and strangles him in the backyard. Fuchs starts to gain the trust of the Chechens, who are once again looking for a permanent assassin, and Barry sleeps with Sally. There is our summary of what happened in this episode. So, Adam, how'd you like this one? What stood out to you? Yeah, I thought that was a, I thought it was a really solid episode. I really enjoyed the, the kind of the places it went. It kind of covered all our bases with our characters checked in. No IT guys this episode, unfortunately, which is kind of a bummer. But I think it, it didn't need it. I think that it kind of had different elements from different. Like uh, I guess as we progress through the episode, you get the Barry, the, the kind of like the uh, scope out where he's trying to kill the guy i thought that was really cool like his little setup he's clearly in the open uh i'm surprised the neighbor didn't see him but uh but whatever and it's clear like when he's not supposed to kill the guy he's like just doing unnecessary stretching and just completely like easiest kill ever (laughs) like that Mm -hmm. that was great the whole setup of that was awesome uh fuchs is uh having an interesting turn i'm can't under can't decide if he's being manipulative or just being you know friendly probably manipulative a little bit there yeah be. that's all he knows how to do exactly he's kind of like that guy but uh, uh not really digging sally's kind of direction I, I understand where we're going with it and it makes sense for her character but it's just she's not one of my favorite characters uh going for this episode at least okay. uh 
however, I uh, really kind of thought that there was some uh, really well done moments. It reminded me of a show, uh, Oli Sally's character kind of reminded me of uh, Party Down. It's a, a, sh- a show that only had like one or two se- or two seasons. It had like Jane Lynch on it and um, Adam Brody. No, no, not Adam Brody. Um, can't think of the guy's name. And I recognize that I know the face, but I can't. Anyway, Party Down is a TV show about a- actors who have uh, this uh, c- catering company that they also work in too. So having Sally be like a print, like a princess, and then having taking a call from her, their agent totally reminded me of Party Down, which is a really cool show. Uh, so there was a lot of t- really fun moments. I really enjoyed the investigation, like the police investigation aspects of this stuff, seeing those interactions with those characters. Yeah, really solid episode. I actually probably enjoyed this a little bit more than I did last week's episode, and I've liked all three episodes so far. So really solid. Yeah, this episode's definitely got a little more action to it than the last one. The last one yeah. was kind of the reaction to the pilot, that first that first one, and then uh, and now this is, it was all setting up stuff that was going to happen, mm-hmm. and here's where we see it. It's one of the things I've noticed about this show is with it just being half-hour episodes, it really jumps around a lot and tries to pack as much of a punch in those 30 minutes as possible. Because it I can't mean, waste like, time. Right. It's, it's like, it's like, remember when you were in school and you had to, had to write that like three page paper, but you accidentally wrote a seven page paper and then you had to try and shrink it down into a three page paper. I feel like that's every Barry episode. Like they, they oh. have enough material for an hour long episode, but it's a half hour. And so everything in this is super tight and uh, and super jam packed with with great stuff. Everything is very to the point. Uh, but there's all those great moments in it, too. You mentioned the beginning and just where he's he's staked out. And I love how it opens with like Gene monologue narration as he's reading his book, because that's what he's doing while he's staking out. He's reading his book. He's searching. He's reading his Glenn Gary script. I mean, yeah, I want to know where he goes with that Patrick Swayze, like the whole story that. <laughs> intro in his book i kind of i kind of interested in that intrigued uh gene is uh, you, you you realize gene has has led a fascinating life yeah uh or, or, or his intri- story yeah. Yeah, yeah the most interesting man in the world his, his story about how he went to a an audition for full house with a loaded beretta <laughs> just to see he needed house. to feel the weight in his hand uh <laughs> he's definitely a dosakis guy i think Oh, I, I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> He's the most interesting man. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, well, who is the best new face of this uh, of this episode? The best new face. I don't know. I kind of have two people now. I think Stovka is. Oh no, no, that's sorry. That's no, that, that's new face. Yeah, yeah. Stovka, I think, is the most recognizable new face for me because he was played by Larry Hankin. Um, I haven't seen Breaking Bad, but I do know this got brought up with, uh, from you and Zach that he, he was played in um, he was in Breaking Bad, but I know him as from Home Alone, and he's the, uh, the one of the police detectives that the mom calls to see did you show you wanted us to go and check on your son. Yes, yes, and then has that donut that falls on the phone. I think that's a, I think that's a really when we have to mention that Larry Hankin for who plays Stovka. And I also like uh, what's his last name, Mike Holman, Sally's almost agent. Almost agent, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I 
I think that if I was being honest, I think Mike's, Mike Holman, Sally's almost agent, is probably my favorite new face because I think there's more you could do with that. Just have him come in, kind of being a dick, and then hang up the phone. And then you have a little quick segment, segments with that. I think that could be a funny recurring character. We'll see. Yeah, there, there's very few like new people in this episode just because of how much it's it's doing with the ones we have. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stovka, I would say he's I I he's on the uh the episode favorite, which has turned into the hey that guy uh uh yeah spot in, in here. Um and uh see you said you said breaking bad. I forgot he was in home alone until you said that, but even when he showed up in Breaking Bad, when I saw him, I said, Oh hey, that's Mr. Heckles from Friends. Oh yeah, so my friends, yeah. Yeah, that's the one that he will always be for me. Is he was like always the upstairs neighbor, Heckles. right? The downstairs. Because if they make too much noise, he hits the hits a broom on the that's on right, the, right. his ceiling, their floor. And uh and then he he comes up. I think at one point it's like, You're not Chandler's like, I could be Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler. He's like in his, his bathrobe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, and, well, then you also have uh, you also have Paco. Uh, he's oh, another yeah, new Paco. face, <laughs> yeah. and, and that it, it's, it's unnecessary cool... stretching. <laughs> his his, un... his unnecessary stretching, and then just that moment when when Barry breaks in and he comes around the corner and he sees him and they just look at each other like, oh crap. Okay, um, yeah, that that's pretty awesome. You could also say, um, uh, the uh, the partiers behind Paco's house. Yeah, which, which you you could also throw in as an LVP, because uh, probably I mean, yeah. How, how could they? How can they not hear that someone's getting murdered behind them? Yeah, what um, are they drinking? You think? Ooh, ooh, I think uh, a hard think, seltzer. Uh, a hard <laughs> seltzer uh, and Jello shots. And je- yeah, that's probably happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's pretty safe. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the biggest douchebag in this episode? Uh, I I kind of struggled at first with this one, but I have to think low key. It's probably Liv, the uh, with Sally's under or person. I I think that's her name, Ooh. Liv. But she purposely the person that she auditioned with for we yeah. bought a zoo, but with a female uh, millennial. Uh. Female. Uh, but the we bought the zoo TV show. But uh, she purposely brings in Sally. To read for her mother, and this they're the same age. They played on the uh, an unfortunate titled uh, roller derby. I don't think it's her called... mother. I don't think it's for her mother. The the boy that fell in the eight pit. Oh, see, I never watched. I, I I don't give this. I don't. I don't. I can't give. I haven't seen this four star film. We bought a zoo. Well, I mean, it's nothing. It has nothing to do with the with the with the movie. But um, oh, okay. See, I don't. I don't know. And, but uh, no, it, it's no because she was talking about how the, about the apes and and how his, her son fell into the ape. Like it was, she was like a oh, one yeah, episode, right. like one scene part. And uh, yeah, oh, you, you could tell she just... totally just had her come in to to just screw with her. Yeah, it's a TV show. I forget, so it probably has something to yeah do with the actual film. It's the only time they ever reference like a TV show in this this uh, show so far. It's always like movie related stuff. Yeah, but anyway, or, well, and then and then even like when they reference Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, he, he goes, "You're gonna read Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, the movie, like it was a play first, yet moron." Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that that's a good one. That's a good douchebag. I'm uh, I'm gonna say my dig- go biggest douchebag is uh, is Hank, because I mean, mm, yeah, that's true. I I, I sent bullet. You have to wait for bullet. 
to, to yeah, kill him. It, it, and they say, oh, bullets. What does that mean? <gasps> Paco's dead. Oh, oh, no. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty. It's like, I got a clear shot right now. <laughs> yeah. Is that, no, you're not taking it. You're not taking it. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't, I didn't actually think. I just love the guy's energy. I don't think, but at the same time, that is kind of a douchey move there. Yeah. Or he he's lining up the shot, and he gets. Uh, that was one of the one of the quotes I wrote down. Is at the very beginning, he's lining up the shot, and he's about to take it, and he gets the phone call from Hank. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? <laughs> <laughs> or his like text, hang in there, pal. <laughs> hang in there, pal. Or, or the, the uh, bullet has arrived. Uh, kill Paco, and it gives the streamers coming down the phone. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, Hank's yeah, that, that guy's energy actually. is just so unique. But yeah, he's a douchebag in this episode. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think this is my favorite, my favorite category we've had so far uh, in this in this sideshow, and that's the very relatable moments. The very relatable moments. Yeah, it's a great one. I, I've got I've got one here. My very relatable moment is is his on the spot creative block. Uh, uh, I'm I'm in I'm in my I'm in my bedroom. It's like don't don't do his scene. Where are you? Where where have you been? Grocery store. Okay, okay, you're in a grocery store. You're in a grocery store. I mean just, just that idea of yeah, I can't think of anything right now. <laughs> what do you see? Gum. That's at the checkout. What's That's what do you see now? <laughs> Soup. The soup. Soup. All right. And Is the other thing I found soup? interesting, and and I, I I'll I'll tie this into something else. This is also my best scene. Is this this mm. whole bit of the acting class? Because you you get so much interesting stuff out of this. I mean, I, I love how how he's marveling at what was the guy's name that was uh was it Nick? Yeah, he's marveling at Nick going through his childhood bedroom, and while Gene is like rolling his eyes like this is just pathetic, and and uh. And then Sally does a good a good bit from you know what she's going to audition for, and then Barry gets up there and he just he has no creativity, he has nothing, and he can't think of anything. Um, and then the 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 you know it it what was it a what was that line you you just said? I embrace or no surrender to the soup. And then it was, and then it, and then the interesting part is he then the the crowd asks or someone in the audience, what is your emotional reaction to soup? Or, or what do you think? What's the, what emotion do you think of when you think of soup? Thirst. And his answer was thirst. <laughs> and it's like thirst is not an emotion, which tells me Barry has no emotions. Like he's a murderer. He's a he's a psychopath. He yeah. he is devoid of emotion, but he's starting to break out of it. He wants to break out of it. That's why he's acting. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's your emotion? What well, what emotion do you think of when you think of soup? Thirst. I usually just have broth yeah that's what i thought i thought he said i usually have broth or i i love broth I thought, yeah I thought, like yeah uh, and that's and then it's paid off at the end when he actually sees himself in the grocery store was it like vegetable vegetable lentils or something like that yeah. you want your lentils yeah where's the gum yeah. where's the gum <laughs> all right so so uh you're very relatable and you can say best scene at the same time if you want to all right yeah well i, I like the scene where um Barry's forced to wait like, unnecessarily. He's like, "Okay, I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I drop you off at your audition. Can you wait for me? Uh, uh, uh yeah, I guess. I mean, so. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, but you know, we, we mentioned no um, Hank's character, and 
we love Todd, your brother. Uh, but whenever Todd, you know, we get the top, you know, our top 10 list and you get, you're really positive about a movie and like, Oh, I really love the peanut butter Falcon from a few years ago. Number 10 on my list. And he's like, yeah, that's like number 97 on my list. So my, my very relatable moment is you, you gotta get ready, get the bleepers ready. You bald f- you man when he's talking to no <laughs> yeah that's that's my re- reaction i love todd to death but that's exactly how i feel when he starts bashing the movie i just put in my top 10 like come on uh, man <laughs> that that is beautiful right there I that thought is I was like yes dad tie it in <laughs> i love it i love it uh what's your best scene Oh, best scene. Yeah, I got to go with the grocery store scene. I like the the one at the end. I think it's just it's just funny because it pays off for the front. But yeah, yeah. If I, if I had to pick something different, I actually really like the interrogation scene. It has one of my favorite uh, uh, favorite minor characters in the episode in that little a uh, little uh, questioning sequence with all the different characters. You got you have what Sasha in there. You have Sally. You have uh, Barry as well, and some other characters showing their Nick. And you know, uh, Mason's all like in asking them questions i really like all that whole interaction so if to be different i'll probably say the um the scene where they're asking the uh film class all the different um their questions about ryan madison have you seen this show no have you seen this show no have you seen this one no oh wait no actually i have yeah <laughs> what was that uh dog no no what was it Oh. Like I, I don't remember it was like some kind of it was like movies it was like uh, yeah it was yeah it was oh what was it Dog t- like Lords no. of Dogtown. Yeah, Lords of Dogtown. Yeah, Lord of Dogtown. Yeah, it was like yeah. a skateboarding one or, or yep. something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I like that a lot. Because uh, because I, I kind of hinted at it already. Let's just move into minor character of the episode. Yeah, do it. So when it comes from this episode. It's the I I don't know his name, but he he owns three franchises of curves curves gym. Oh, that's, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's like what? Oh, curves the gym, man. Come on. Get with the program. <laughs> yeah, he owns three franchises of Curves Gym, and he is also an acting class. So I think that's a. There's some backstory there. I kind of want to dig it, do it. Uh, I want, I'm kind of intrigued by this guy who has three gyms that he owns for Curves, and yeah, takes well, acting classes. And, and, and he was a guy from the first episode that uh, that was going to play a, a dead guy in CSI. Oh, or, that's right. Or, that's or right. Law and Order or something. Yeah. It's like one day I will play a role where I am still alive. <laughs> that's right that's right so i don't know that when i when he um in this episode for whatever I, I i do remember seeing him especially now you bring up that line but just having him in this episode just kind of caught me off guard because i thought they were gonna just see the three people the characters that we know and then they just added this random guy in here and it's like but Kurt, oh my god what a funny like <laughs> just like yeah. break the ice moment there so i thought yeah it was like that minor character there's not a whole lot to choose from uh, in this episode but to be something like mentioning a character we, we've seen before but he just gets the spotlight for me today yeah i like that i like that uh if i had to pick one of those someone that just, that we've seen but kind of gets a spotlight here um i i probably say goron because we see we see a different side of him first how he yeah, geeks out over bad. over stovka showing up um yeah. and and uh and then he he gets all he gets all sad and introspective once once stovka dies and that that whole bit there with with, with fuchs and him and him just like contemplating his existence yeah. while, while fuchs won't shut up and uh <laughs> 
but the but then Goron and and then he starts actually listening to Fuchs, which I don't know. Nothing this is weird. Yeah, come out of that. Yeah, um, and I mean, it goes from uh, from we're gonna kill him as soon as as soon as Barry's done to uh, he's sitting him down to a steak dinner so he can listen to his ideas. And he's telling <laughs> Hagen to shut up. So uh, oh well, yeah. still like in a collar. <laughs> yeah, the best part. <laughs> can we get rid of this now? It feels kind of outdated. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, the uh, that's can we conspiracy? Th- I'm pulling a Zach here. Can we conspiracize for a second? What's going on with that big superhero poster in the background? Like this cardboard cutout of a superhero in the back of Goron's garage? Like Ooh. we've mentioned the toys before because he he's his father, you know. But is that him dressed up as a superhero? Is he selling something? Is is, is like discount tire? Like what what's 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 the cover up that? Because there clearly is. I was distracted the whole time. Every time they showed that side where Stovka was like right above Stovka, there was like a cardboard cutout of a somebody dressed in a superhero like costume, and it clearly looks like Goron to me. Maybe a slim. Oh, I found a picture of it here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, it looks it, just. It is. Like, it it is. Looks, could be like, yeah. What's up with that? That's what I was. It's, I was it's like, like it's like cartoon cartoon cutout superhero with Goron's face put on top. Yeah, and exactly. I think it's like, something written in Russian. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe he is the spokesman of that camera. No, that'd be that'd be really <laughs> weird. <coincidence>. Uh, <laughs> but no, I was just like, I was like, what the heck's going on with that thing? But I just uh, gotta point it out. Really cool things you catch in the background. Who were the random dudes that came out of nowhere to take the picture with with Stovka? Like that's what I want to know. Oh like, yeah, kinda like some kind of cousin of or something, like nephew yeah. or I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, and they just kind of disappeared. They weren't even like the 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 heavies, you know. They weren't even like the guys there for the muscle, you know. It's just like some scrawny. It's like it's like you and me taking a picture of them, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I, I, there's a picture of them on IMDb, and they're not even credited as being in the picture. So they just <laughs> must have been just three random extras that they found and threw in there. You, 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 come over here real quick. Just stand yeah. next to this guy. He's old. <laughs> uh, yeah, because d- we're noticing things in the background. Did you notice like any like in the background, especially during the uh, like? What did you find out? Like, if you did you notice anything that stuck out to you in the background of any of this these shots? Because there's some there's some interesting movies that pop up there too. I saw. Um, not not necessarily anything like that. I, I my my conspiracy theory kind of goes to, I mean, where where would you find someone who was living across the street from an abandoned lot filled with like five couches that Barry can hide behind? Uh, you know, with 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 like an up uh, like a high on a hill, ground. yeah, yeah. That like that was like like you don't need a good assassin to do to do that job. I mean, you've got he's got the perfect spot there. Yeah, he's a little uncovered, but I mean, he's he's got the perfect vantage point to pull this off. I just thought that was odd, especially in a, in a city like LA. Do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh. I noticed, like, I was like paying attention because, especially when they're in the the theater or the the area where they are, uh, the police are uh, questioning the other actors. I, I noticed, like, Elephant Man appeared, like, on a poster in the back. They on the VHS, like, the TV. There was like a but, like oh, okay. they're watching clips too. They showed like Backdraft was on there, one of the VHSs, and it's kind of interesting because everything's about movies and just the movie choices. Like, I wouldn't associate those two movies ever being something that. 
it would be maybe elephant man but not backdraft in that acting class that's kind of <laughs> and granted i've never seen it but i wouldn't that'd be more of like a special effects thing uh, i would imagine but i don't know it's just kind of interesting to see like the different things they put in because there's so much going on in the backgrounds it's just multiple rewatches could make pay dividends just to pay attention to the backgrounds maybe yeah that's a good point that's a good point yeah, uh yeah we oh we, we're saw deep oh no we're at stick man still i think oh we haven't done sick man yeah yeah i got I mean, one all right okay. stick man's gotta be barry on this one right uh, i got becca's dad oh <laughs> oh he's got at least one kid i don't know <laughs> that's another thing they were counting how many times she turned around. They counted three times before she even went like 60 degrees, like, like whatever, like, like eight, 90 degrees. Like she didn't even like do a full, like she, they're going like this. One, two, three. Like she hasn't even gone a full circle before they're counting the circles. And she's well, passed. She, out. Did it. she did enough to pass out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Yeah. But I don't know. Because appara- <laughs> Apparently they, they, they need the, the head print. I mean, what those kids are what, like 12, 13, something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why do you need a uh, why do you, why do you need someone to be helping with that? Why is yeah, there that a princess was... a, a, a doll dressed as a princess at a twelve year old's birthday party? That's another thing. That's a little weird. Yeah, that's that's it felt like a little a little childish for kids that look that old. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, yeah, well, you, you never anyway, know. but yeah, but Barry's a good one. He gets it in for he, he sure. Does. He, yeah, we, that that is a confirmed hit. Confirmed um, hit. <laughs> <laughs> he went for the soup. uh all right lvp uh my my lvp is dhl i mean who says who says your delivery is going to show up anytime between 9 a.m and midnight yeah that's that's a good point yeah midnight really yeah and and in this world uh you know fedex ships guns but dhl only ships one bullet Right, right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so DHL, that's a good call. I, I, I got uh, my my uh, LVP's Mike Holman because he's almost her agent. Maybe Sally could be the LVP on this one. Uh, but Mike Holman, uh, like, just kind of like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great part, great part. I didn't read it, though, but it's, it's going to be great. You know, I'm very, uh, very young uh, TV show. you in person. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, LVP, I think it's her almost agent. I think that's it. But again, I want to see more of them because I, I I think I could. There's some fascinating things, just like the IT guys. I think there could be some funny uh, funny little bits they could do, possibly. Yeah. All right. What's your MVP? <laughs> I wrote down David Lynch, the Elephant Man. Wait, no, that okay. That, that's a legit what I wrote, but yeah, because I just noticed in the background. No, my MVP though is a. This is serious. Doc McStuffin merchandise because without Doc McStuffin merchandise, they wouldn't have wrapped up. Uh, they they wouldn't be able to wrap up a Stovka's body in an amusing <laughs> way. Oh, I didn't even notice it was Doc McStuffins. Yeah, thank That's, you for. I love that. Being is a so dad. funny. <laughs> that Doc is McStuffin's so funny. Merch. And it fits for him because they have all this kid stuff in the house anyway. It's, it's great. I, I, I thought that was a great little touch. Oh man. The, yeah, I got to pay more attention to those little things because the little things are what are really like drive the show home. I've I've yeah, picked up so many on this episode. I really like I really like the episode a lot for that yeah. reason. My my MVP is Fuchs because I think wow. Fuchs is he kind of comes alive and is able to charm, uh, charm the the Chechens here in a way that he hadn't been able to done before, and they don't know that he's completely full of crap yet. 
Yeah. So, uh, it, I mean, it, it kind of works and it kind of yeah. works and, and things are going to be a little better. I mean, sure. It, it took, you know, two of their, their, uh, native assassins to die for, for this to happen. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Not I'm, bad going, one, I'm going fuchs. Not a bad call. I definitely like his progression as a character. I think it, man, that, uh, Steven Root, right. That's the guy who plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, man, what an actor! Like I, like, I know I'm, he's so good in this. He's so good, but like I've only seen him before this year. I've only seen him like what Office Space and Dodgeball. Really, it's, I think I can recognize him from like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But I watched, like I said, I brought it up again in the first episode, Cedar Rapids. If you haven't seen that movie, uh, watch mm-hmm. that one. He is great in that one. That movie's really great too. I really would yeah. love to hang out with John C. Riley in that movie. But, uh, but Stephen, it's just really good, and he transitioned this that character into this in in more of a kind of manipulative way so it's i'm very intrigued to see what he does I, i'm really like henry winkler and steven root and uh, bill Hader are like the, the top-notch acting in this show so far in the first three episodes and they're all bring something different too which is great well and then you add in an oddball like anthony kerrigan oh, playing hank too and, hank, and yeah, it just yeah good call and you you get it just turns into complete quirkiness there yeah all it. right what so Episode three, we're moving into episode four, which I think is halfway through the first season. Already, wow! Yeah, it, it's an. I think it's an eight episode season. I'm gonna double check here, make sure I'm not misleading everyone. But yeah, uh, I think it's an eight episode season. Yeah. So, uh, so what what do you want to see from? Uh, yeah, eight episodes. What do you want to see from episode episode four? Well, now that episode four, episode four, we're gonna see prediction we're going to see barry come alive in his acting rather because he's had some afternoon delight now and so mm. with, <laughs> it's going to sprout uh, a creative storm in him he's going to see not just soup but he's going to see some cereals along the way now uh but i'm really <laughs> maybe be able to name some of them too yeah uh <laughs> campbell's we're getting closer there uh progresso uh um, anyway but then i'm also interested to see what's the aftermath of who called Paco, uh, Paco, Paco. Right? Paco. I want to see who called Paco because obviously you don't have to do this. That's how we uh, we never even mentioned the line that he said. Well, I think the yeah. people who called Paco were the ones that that Hank sent the bullet to. The bullet to, but like, like they, they, he sent the bullet to like the upper people, and then mm-hmm. and then Paco oh, died. Totally didn't even bring us the guy. The uh, what's his name? The biggest the the guy that uh, the most. Po- the best snipe or assassin and check off Facha. fought. Yeah. Fought. Yeah. The guy with the, the, the biggest like zoom on a, any camera ever. Like, <laughs> wow. And he, he, he could be a low key stick man in this episode. He did give that lady at the coffee place, like some googly eyes. Like I could see him probably getting in with that lady off camera. Mm, okay. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's looking way too much into it. <laughs> I, I think it, it's a, uh it's going to be interesting to see how much influence Fuchs has over Goron and where he goes next, because he was, he was trying to, to rep a completely different like vein and a completely different Avenue to go down in, in how they approach things. And if they go with it, you know, what is Barry going to be forced to do next? Now that, that Fuchs is kind of vouched for, this is your guy. He can be your guy moving forward and Barry's trying to get out of it. So yeah, that's true. So that'll be an interesting conflict to see how it plays out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what, what happens with Bacha. I, like I said, I've seen the first season before. 
I don't remember what happens there. So, so that'll be interesting to see. And, uh, uh, yeah, the one thing I do remember is, uh, is look for a, a little more, uh, flirtation between, uh, Gene and detective Moss. Just a little, oh, there uh, go. little tease there for you. Just like, just like Gene left a little tease for her. <laughs> I'll be calling you. I'll be calling you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. That is a uh, that is episode three. Make the unsafe choice of season one of Barry. Uh, we'll be back at you next week. Again, these episodes drop every Thursday. Uh, if you're listening along as they drop, if you're you know binging the show and binging these episodes, uh, you you can catch the next one you know right away if you're if you've waited long enough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, episode episode four will be coming up next, and uh, yeah, hitting the halfway point of season one so we'll catch it then until then enjoy surrender to the soup <laughs>